the Small Queendom Podcast, episode 25. Welcome to the Small Queendom Podcast. I am the host, Leah Graham. I'm so glad that you would join me today. Here on the Small Queendom Podcast, we help women move from merely surviving to thriving so they can curate a beautiful queendom. I love this time of year. Today is Cyber Monday. It's getting into Christmas, and I just I, I love the music and the lights and the decorations and getting together, and so I just want to really encourage you to take time to enjoy it don't get so caught up in the busyness of things really take time every day to feel gratitude and to honor where you are in your life listen before we get to today's podcast and it's an interview with my friend danny i want to read the review of the week this one is by chapman fama five friends y'all the small queendom podcast is eloquently orchestrated for everyone leah's voice her storytelling ability the sound quality her vulnerability, the content, her guests, and her vast array of knowledge. It's just all the things, good, real, and raw. She's doing amazing things, friends. Hop on and listen. Thank you so much for leaving me that review. And if you haven't left a review, I would be so appreciative to head over on iTunes and leave me a rating and review. And be sure to click subscribe so you know when all the latest stuff drops. Okay, now quickly before we move on to Danny's interview, I have to tell you, I'm very, very, very excited. Um, I have officially launched the Small Queendom Etsy shop. And not only is it outfitted with a whole array of Enneagram mugs, we have a brand new item that I am so excited about. If you have ever wanted 100% natural perfume without compromising on quality or performance, I have it. I am so delighted to introduce to you Adele, the official fragrance of the Small Queendom podcast. That's right, y'all. I have created a hand-poured perfume for all of us to enjoy. So let me read to you about Adele. Adele is small batch, hand-poured, and made of only the finest wild-crafted jojoba from Israel and beyond organic essential oils, nothing else. Gentle florals, hints of spice, and a touch of warmth will naturally adapt to your individual body chemistry for a unique signature scent. You all, this perfume kind of harkens back to an old-fashioned fragrance, so you are really going to get that old soul, small queendom signature feel, and I'm so excited about it. I have created custom packaging that is just adorable. So just click on the show notes to check out the Small Queen of Podcast Etsy shop and especially Adele. It's going to be perfect for the holidays and into the new year. All right, my friends. So on today's podcast, we have my friend Danny Gore from the Catch This Mama podcast. I actually met Danny by chance. We were sitting next to each other at a retreat in Iowa and I we just happened to sit there and the, um, the MC basically instructed us to turn to the person next to us and start talking to them about something meaningful. And there was Danny and we just instantly connected. So I knew I wanted to invite Danny on the show. 
It's a great conversation. We talk about mom life. We talk about her journey, what led her really from a little bit of a rock bottom place to start her podcast and how her life has just moved forward from there. It's just, it's inspiring. We talk about um, a little bit about marriage. We talk about her Enneagram number. She is a three. Um, And we talk about making new mom friends and how that can be tricky. And we even play a fun game. Of course, we find out which Disney princess Danny is. So it's great. All right, without any further ado, here's Danny. All right, so let's get this show on the road. Danny, thanks for being here. I'm so excited to talk to you. I've known you for about, what is it, three months now? Yeah. I just happened to sit down next to you. We were at this cool camp climb getaway for women entrepreneurs and they told us to start talking to the person next to us and you were there I know right they're like you have two minutes and go yeah and I was like "Ooh, okay (laughs) (laughs) anyway for the people that don't know you let us know who Danny is and what you're all about girl yeah so I am a wife to a super sweet and funny man named Chuck we have three girls together, uh, five, three, and one-year-old. I was just saying where they're about to be six, four, two. So we're busy there. We just got a new puppy too, because you know if I get if I feel like life gets a little bit easier, I like have this tendency to just fill it up. So we got a puppy. So you and... have essentially four children, right? Because puppies are harder than children. In they're my like opinion. constant toddler. Yeah. They are. Yeah. Because at least if a newborn goes to the bathroom, they're in their diaper, whereas dogs you have to watch all the time so yeah so that's a little bit about me personally now the reason I was so happy to sit next to you is because I had just started my podcast and you said I have a podcast and I was like what so tell the listeners about this because I'm really excited for them to get to know you and be able to tune into your show Sure. Yeah. So I, I guess I won't go unless you want me to go into the, all of it, but really I launched Catch This Mama in, which is my business in 2017, March of 2017, after going through some, some thick muddy stuff. And it was this point in my life where I thought, man, I realized that we need each other and we need a platform for moms because we were all feeling this like overwhelm and that we weren't good enough. And so I wanted to give a platform for moms to say, hey, let's own our mom life right where we are, the good, the bad, the ugly, and uh, embrace it. And then once we own where we are, we can move forward. And so we provide on the podcast where coming up this week on a hundred episodes. So my goodness, um, which is, I know. Yeah. So we, on the podcast, we face, we uh, feature rather women that have overcome adversity to reach their version of success. Uh, We also on we do everything from light topics to deep topics. So whether you want to get your picky eater eating or you want to um, figure out how to get clarity in your life, you know, we, we really address it all. Mom fashion, home design. I mean, just all kinds of topics that the whole goal is to provide solutions to those challenges we face on a daily basis. So I have that podcast and a book club, which is books that we read half a book a month, which is totally attainable for mom life. Mm -hmm. And we, and they're all books that help us own our mom life. So I think that's awesome. I do want you to talk a little bit more about what happened leading up to that, because it seems like 
sometimes when we go through a hard time, it's like we almost have to birth something out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think mine was so deeply rooted into my childhood. I grew up with a lot of turmoil and chaos. Um, My parents were divorced at the age of five. Um, I, you know, my dad was an addict. Um, My mom was in later life and there's just a lot of turmoil. And as a kid, I didn't know it was um, any different. You know, I always thought I had a pretty good childhood. It wasn't until I got older that I realized it was abnormal. And I never faced any of those things. I had, so I had the childhood trauma. And then I also had an eating disorder in college and I um, had, you know, marriage struggles. And so there's all these things that you face in life, you know, uh, and you go through, but I never wanted to face them. I always thought like, if you were facing them, you were, it was a crutch, you know, you were leaning on it and that you had to push past it and move on. And, um, so I always like on the outside, everyone always thought like I had it all together. And, um, and I, you know, I was deeply devoted to my job and was really good at it. And then one day I lost my job. And I had nowhere to run, um, but home and to like, and really face it. And at that point, my, our relate, my relationship with my husband was on the rocks. We had two kids at that point mm-hmm. and, and I had nowhere to run but home. And he looked at me, even though I was, I felt unlovable at that point. Like I had just lost my job. I wasn't being a good wife. I didn't feel like, and, uh, he looked at me and he grabbed onto me and he said, look, um, I love you and I'm proud of you. And we, as long as we struggled towards one another, we're going to get through this. Oh and so it was kind of that, I know. Right. It was really one of those moments where you were just, I didn't, I didn't deserve his love. And so at that point I thought, you know what, like we do need each other and we got to face what we're going through and face everything, the good, the bad, the ugly. And, and that's the only way that we can learn from it. And I think sometimes those darkest moments are life's greatest teachers. So. Oh, wow. I got a little teary eyed about that. That's like, that, that was the exact words that you needed to hear in that moment. Exactly. I mean, so if you can, if I can offer any advice on that realm, it's like, if you have someone in your life right now who isn't very lovable, you know, maybe isn't showing you love or showing you grace or seems like a taker or seems like they aren't making good choices or being their best selves, like love them anyway. And I think that because they, you don't know how much they need to be loved. Wow. And that changed everything for you. Yeah, everything. And you know, some people might even say, oh, you were lovable or things like that. But the the reality is you don't feel lovable in moments of weakness. And so, yeah, it changed everything. It was kind of that aha moment that said, okay, I'm going to, I quit everything that year. I quit my job or obviously I lost my job there, but I had gotten another one. I quit it. I stayed home with my kids. I quit every obligation, every commitment. And I just figured out what mattered and focused on that and slowly and and launched Catch This Mama because I knew that there was this platform that moms needed because I figured there were more moms like me out there. Wow. You know, it's, you know, I've been, I've gone through a lot this year too. And it feels like when you go through like these, these defining moments, it does feel like everything's just falling through your fingers. Yes. But it's just a pivot, right? It's just a pivot. Just a pivot. You are exactly right. So Danny, what is your Enneagram number? Oh, yes. So I am, okay, three, which is achiever achiever, with a wing to two, which is a helper. Okay, this makes a lot of sense to me. 
I'm also yeah. a three. Okay. So when you described that you were just, you know, basically you were feeling a lot of failure in that moment yeah. and threes think that the way to earn love is by what they do. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's hard to imagine being worthy of any love if you took away from your resume. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. I had a, a really good I built up a, you know, I was number one recruiter in the company. I was, that's my background as HR and recruiting. And I, you know, I always, I always say this, I was a early bloomer and blossomer on achieving, but I was a late bloomer on figuring out what was important to achieve. And so I would just try to achieve, try to achieve. Yeah, I got, oh, I get to the top. What's next? What's next? And I never really cared if it was important to achieve I just would achieve at all costs because that's mm -hmm. how I felt like maybe we both were seeking that I think sometimes we seek what we missed out on as a child or or something and so I think that maybe that is how I how my mom paid attention to me was when I was getting straight A's or or things like that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. now did it make sense to you when you discovered the wings and thinking like oh helper giver that's totally my wing was it too? Were the exact same? No, that's your wing. But when you were looking yeah. at it. Yeah. You know, I was a little surprised by the helper, but I think, and I don't mean to turn it into the negative, but I think also I can, I love to help people, but it also is easy to fall into. If I help this person, they will help me achieve, yes. you know? Yes. So I think it can be, you have to check yourself and make sure that like, yes, I'm helping without any expectation of return. Cause for me, it's like, I got to create all these relationships so that they help me, you know? <laughs> oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. So that's really achieve. honest. Yeah. Do you find yourself to be pretty intuitive to other people's needs? Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. I think that I'm a really good reader of people's personalities. And so it's easy for me to say, to, I guess, become a chameleon a little bit to whatever they need in the time. That's a total, how they want to hear. That's a three. That's definitely a three characteristic to be the chameleon. Mm -hmm. So, so twos, threes, and fours are in the heart triad, which means that they are the most in touch with like their feelings. But what's interesting oh. is twos are very focused on others' feelings. Fours are very focused on their own feelings. Okay. And threes, believe it or not, it is hard for them to get in touch with their own feelings because they take the feeling out of it. I do that a lot. Mm -hmm. I am emotionally, and, and if I feel myself getting emotional, it's like, mm, cut it off. <laughs> I'm exactly. just a realist. I, I call myself a defensive pessimist too. Like I always think about logically what could go wrong in anything before I pursue it. And then it's like, okay, let's bring the feeling back. And I, and I don't have trouble like letting go of things. I'm a minimalist. Like there's no sentimental value. It's oh, really yes. Sentimental. <laughs> it's like, this is not serving a purpose. Get rid of it. <laughs> Yes. Yes. The achiever, like not done. So have you ever taken the disc assessment? It's similar. I have, to, I took it a while ago and I, I honestly cannot remember. I'm ashamed to say it. I'm more familiar with Myers-Briggs, um, Enneagram. Yeah, sure. Sure. But what's yeah. your disc? So my, di it's similar. It's a D, which is the, like the, the driver of the bus, man. It's like the person that, um, 
is a leader and it's hard to care about feelings. And I wouldn't even say that because my wing is a helper. So I love to like help people, but mm-hmm. I'm also like, I'm a problem solver. Okay. You need help. Let's solve this problem. Even if they want to list me just to be a listener, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, let's solve it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you find, I know for me looking at my, now that I know what my Enneagram type is achiever, that I'm very, very driven. I'm strategic. I'm task oriented. I'm goal oriented. You know, I'm like, you know, what are we doing to, you know, get closer, move the needle. I find that I'm having to always tell myself like, chill out, especially when it comes to parenting. Like I don't want my child to think that I'm only proud of them if they're winning a trophy, which is not true at all. I know. But do you find yourself kind of wanting to put your child in a a competitive situation or a situation where they can shine? Or like, how do you feel like that your personality this way is coming out in parenthood? Sure. So I would say it's different with each kid. My first kid is the same personality type as me. And Mm. so I have to check myself because she's a driver too. And so like last night at, we had parent teacher conferences and she was told she's one of the smartest kids in the whole grade. And I was like, you could be the smartest one if you want to be, you know, like <laughs> just driving it. It's like, what in the world, you know, but I'm like, I want to give her a little nudge because she's kind of bored. Like she's already knows okay. everything that they have. And so it's like that happy medium. Like I want to let her know what I'm most proud is that your teacher said you're a joy to have in class and that you're kind but I also want you to push and always work for the next thing. And so with her, it's different, but my second child is so unmotivated in that way. Like structured learning is her worst nightmare. And so for her, I haven't quite figured out how to motivate. (laughs) So (laughs) if if you like me, I know how to motivate you. If you don't, I'm going to have to do some research on that. (laughs) That's awesome. But your strength is to, you know, help. Jeez. To help and to change. So you're so good at changing. Yeah. <laughs> that is I, awesome. yeah. I love that we can talk about this now and be like, hey. I know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. that's great. All right, girlfriend. So you talk to mothers all over, right? You're in mm-hmm. you're in contact with mothers all over. Um, this is totally like your space. What is something that you are hearing from mothers like right now, kind of like on a consistent basis, especially if they have like littles or grade school children? Yeah, great question. You know, we hear all kinds of things. It's funny because we ask every once in a while, what's a podcast topic you want to hear? And a lot of times it's the same kind of stuff over and over. We might have very different backgrounds, but we all ultimately feel similar and we have so much more alike than different. We feel like we aren't enough. We feel like expectations are so high that we give up trying at all because someone somewhere told us we weren't good enough. So we go into this must be nice phase, you know, like we see a picture on Instagram and we think must be nice to have that cute outfit and that big family and that nice home. Um, Must be nice that you're pursuing your dream while I'm barely surviving over here and screwing up all the time. And then that whole, like, we aren't enough plays into the fact that we're consistently challenging whether or not we're making the right move. Like, should I work? Should I stay home? Should I spend all my time with my kids? Should I let them eat that bag of chips or should I make them eat an apple? I mean, every move we make, we're, we're questioning if it's a good one. And so I think that's a, that's what I'm hearing from almost every single mom out there. Wow. So there's like this inadequacy, never enough. Mm -hmm. And like there's, and lack of belief in their yeah. self. Like they, right. they don't think that they can create a change or what they will do will ever amount to anything. 
Right. You know, you get to this whole, like, it feels so high, the expectations that we've gone to the, okay, well, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to attempt that. Like, no way am I going to be a homeroom mom. That's not for me, you know, or whatever. It must be nice that they have all the time to be a homeroom mom, you know? So it goes from this feeling of inadequacy to insecurity to kind of judging others. I mean, I've seen it myself. I've seen, so I'm not saying that everyone else is thinking this and I'm not, I'm saying we kind of collectively get, go through this phase of, of those. So how do you think it is most helpful for women to turn that around? Great question. I think it's most helpful to unplug a little bit from technology, from, you know, think about our moms and their moms and their moms. They didn't have this constant, I almost feel like we're in a desert of information because it's so, or I guess my husband would say a forest of information because it's so thick. Like we have so much information that we don't know what's right or what's not right or what we should do or shouldn't do. And so I think unplugging a little bit and just getting to know your kid, like sit down with them and stop looking up the answers on Google. Um, just get to know, you know what I mean? Because I do it all the time. Um, a remedy for getting my kid to actually want to learn their letters. Uh, you know, all those things where it's just like, if we just could unplug a little bit, sit down and give them our undivided attention, not divided on devices, then I think that um, we would find motherhood just a little bit easier because you're not playing the comparison game too, you know? I think too that right along, right along with that, you know, when we get, when we get too isolated, we're not seeing other moms eyeball to eyeball, you know? Right. And like, so we, we, we accuse that person of, oh, being perfect or, oh, they have an easier life than me so they can do that. When in fact, if you are in contact with other moms on a regular basis, you realize how similar you all are. All are. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I just posted about this today on Instagram. I said, you know, these the internet is great. It's great to send chats here and there and to message each other and to say cute kids or great. Um, I'm so glad you had fun on vacation, but you cannot dismiss in real life relationships because I think this time of year, especially it's a time where we're supposed to be full of joy. And um, it's, com it's typically the complete opposite. We feel angsty, overwhelmed, kind of alone depressed because of the weather changes you know and all of the all of that and so I think if you can if you want a remedy to those then it's just get in front of get in touch with people come in your pjs on a saturday morning and make it low key and just make some breakfast together or because it is absolutely. hard it's hard yeah absolutely yeah just like just step out you know I had to tell myself that because sometimes it's easier for me to just stay home. They'll, I like, don't you have that sign? It's like, let's stay home or something. I do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, I love it. I saw it on your Instagram and I was like, oh, I need that. Let's stay home. I know because you do feel like that. Cause so I, I've gone through phases where it's like, okay, my schedule's so packed that that sign is more of a reminder. Like let's just stay home together. But then I go to the complete, you know, so th the season's of motherhood. And now we're in a phase where it's like, okay, it's time that we need to just kind of get out a little bit more, make some more mom friends, things like that. Now, I was, that's a perfect segue because I was about to ask you, you know, one thing I hear from women is like, it's hard to make mom friends. It's almost like you're having to date moms, you know, like, because, you know, while we do all have a lot in common, 
you know, we're not all going to get along great, you know, like right. we might say nice things about each other, but it's not really someone that we want to hang out with. And it feels like you're back to dating, you know, like right. who are going to be your mom's sisters, you know? Yeah. So, like, yeah. Have you experienced that at all? And like, how, what kind of encouragement can we give to women who are like, I, I feel isolated. I don't know how to find friends. Sure. You know, I think that I've, I always, what has worked for me is that you reach out to lots of people. You reach out to anybody and everybody who you think you might have an interest with, not everybody, but if you're like, wow, I'm really connecting with this person, maybe it's over social media, or maybe you've seen them at a mom's group or something like that. Um, I think that if you reach out to them and, and hang out with them, then you gotta, it is like dating. You prune where necessary. You know, <laughs> if it's not working out, then you, you both will know it. If it's it's hard to get together and a dread to get together. Just don't do it, you know? But I think that, so for me, I think it evolves over time. Like during pregnancy, you transition from being with all your friends all the time to going on an island because you can't drink or hang or do the things you used to do. So then you bring in the kids and become really foreign to that old group or clique you used to hang out with. So then you try to establish new friends, but then your time is so limited. So I've recently made a commitment that, I really do love meeting new people. I also want to grow my business and I want to be a good, like have good real relationships with women. So I decided to get out of putting all my efforts into this online world that, that we're all trying to oh do my gosh. Yes. and increase my efforts with the real world. So I just fill my schedule with meetings and play dates and I'm a work at home mom. So I'll tell you, it's not easy, but it is so important to, um, to especially with so find one thing I do is on Instagram I find everybody that's local so I'm in Des Moines Iowa anybody that's local in Des Moines that maybe owns in a business and is a mom and I feel like we have so much in common right there that those are great places to start Mm -hmm. that's awesome you know in my town we have a great mops it's great good yeah because I know that sometimes they can be a little hit and miss but here in our town there's like 90 women and we have a small town. Love it. Yeah. And, and I just, I've gone there. I think, is this my third or fourth year going? I can't even remember. And it's not like I'm friends with everyone, but I have made some seriously good friends that I know that I could call on them. Oh, love it. And we don't even have everything in common, you know, like I, I'm going to talk about my friend, Alyssa, because she listens to my podcast. So she's going to be like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but anyway, so I, have this, I have this friend named Alyssa and she is amazing. She is type A. She gets stuff done. She's creative as all get out. She's crafty. Like you would not believe she can throw, talk about the Pinterest worthy party. Like she is amazing. We couldn't be more different, okay? And I go to her house. It is spick and span. She is an Enneagram one, by the way. It's spick and span. My house, it's always cluttered, even though I'm always purging. You know, so it's like on paper, we have not a lot in common. But I've gotten to know Alyssa in many different settings now, serving together on mops and then play dates and, and different things in the community. And like, I know that I could pick up the phone and Alyssa would be there for me. And a hot I love that, you know? And so yeah. at first, if I would have met Alyssa, I'd be like, oh, this girl and I, we, we're not going to get along, <laughs> <laughs> but we do. And we have it. So it's like, I'm, I learned that I shouldn't always be looking for another me 
to be a friend yeah. with. Yeah. I need the balance. Yes. Yes. I love that. Yeah. I, I, we have a lot of mops groups in our area, so I need to find one that um, we have one at my church too. So I should just, I, I need to give it a try. I, I think that moms, it's a really great, great place to network. It is. I had a lot of preconceived notions about it and I, I can't say all about all the mops groups. I just know for mine, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm one of those people that goes to a mom's group, right. but it, it exceeded my expectations. I love it. There's just so many ways you can reach out and it's not weird to do it. So we have a, a group called Des Moines Moms on Facebook. There's got to be about 15,000 people in it. Someone the other day just said, help, I need mom friends. And she had 72 comments in like an hour. So people are there. They, we all want to be friends, you know? <laughs> wow. That is awesome. That is yeah. so awesome. What is some of the best right. advice you've ever been given? Okay. There's so many. Okay. Let's see here. So, you know, I was talking to you about my husband and how he came down and said all that stuff about, um, struggling towards one another. And, you know, when you're in the depths or when you faced adversity, it's hard to feel like you're enough. And so I love this quote by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross that says, the most beautiful people we've known are those that have known defeat, known suffering, known struggle, known loss, and have found their way out of the depths. And these people have an appreciation, uh, sensitivity, and an understanding of life that fills them with that compassion, gentleness, and a deep loving concern. So the whole moral is like beautiful people do not just happen. It's beautiful people happen after being drugged through the mud of trial and error, you know? Mm. That's beautiful. I love it. That's lovely. That is, that's great. That makes me think like, you know, especially as a three, I yeah. like, I kind of look down on hard times. Right. You know, it right. feels like a source of weakness. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, I want to forget about it. I know. I know. And you can edit this out if you're not a spiritual or, or godly person at oh, all. Oh girl, we are here. Okay. <laughs> okay. Preaching, honey. So, I was at a pretty powerful women's group last month and she said to yourself, um, if you were to have God look at you right now, what do you think the expression would be on his face? Like, how do you think he'd be looking at you? And what are three things you think he would say you needed to do? And just think, let that sink in a little bit. Because for me, an Enneagram 3, an achiever. I had, when I look, the expression I picture God having for me is a stern look, like not like excited, not like, not like um, you're doing amazing, like a stern look that you need to read your Bible. You need to be helping more people. You need to be, um, if you read more, you'll, you know, if you read more of my word, then you're going to be better off and you'll, and so it was that achiever, you know, like I picture that yeah. he's only going to be proud of me when I'm achieving. And so it was like, huh, okay. And she said, no, no, no. Like, that's not it at all. That is not how God pictures you. Like, how do you look at your kid mm. when they are just starting to walk? right? So they stand up and they're wobbly and they take their first step and picture your face at that moment, right? Like you're so excited and then they fall over and you're not like, 
oh my gosh, why did you do that? Get back up. You know, no, you're smiling and you're like, it's okay. Let's try this again. You know? And so that's like, put things in perspective that that's how God's looking at us. Not how we think he's looking at us. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Oh girl, that is beautiful. I resonate with that so much. And, you know, think like as a three, we think we're not worthy unless we're doing And so the message of the cross is for all the Enneagram threes that Jesus did the work. He already did it. And if we did (laughs) nothing else but say yes to his grace, that is enough. I agree. Oh, Mm -hmm. I know. It gives me goosebumps. Yeah. Uh, All right. So I found this on Instagram because, you know, it's such a wealth of fun things. All right. So this is just basically a this or that. And I'm going to score and I'm going to tell you what your results are. All right. Okay. Okay. So are your girls fans of Disney princesses? Yes. Oh, yes. All the princess things. All the girly things. Mm -hmm. I bet. I bet there's just a sea of costumes everywhere. There are, there's, there's just lots of glitter and lots of sequins everywhere. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm going to ask you um, different this or that questions, and we're going to find out which Disney princess you are. (laughs) All right. Bring it on. Okay. Night owl, early bird, or sleep all day? Early bird. Fear lateness. Fear spiders, fear needles. Ooh, I would say, ooh, all of them? No, fear, <laughs> fear of needles. Okay. Prince Charming, the prince, or Prince Philip? Ooh, let's do Prince Charming. Updo. Neat Bob or Log Locks? Ooh, like, like my real life is the, the, um, the bun on top. top What'd you okay. call that first one? Yeah. Updo. Updo. Yes. Top knot. <laughs> top knot. Okay. Clean freak, motherly, or dreamy? Uh, I would say I resonate mostly with clean freak. <laughs> okay. I feel like I'm playing MASH and I'm like 10. I know. Oh, I love MASH. Oh my God. We should have played MASH together. That would have been. I know. <laughs> okay, here we go. The 50s, the 30s, or the 60s? 50s. Apples, berries, or pumpkins? Now I'm thinking about the princess. So let's do apples. A flower pin. A ribbon or a headband? Ribbon. Okay, this one's colors. Red, pink, or blue? Um, let's do pink. Lashes, lipstick, or blush? Ooh, I think lipstick. (laughs) Okay, would you like to know what your results are? I do. You are Snow White. Oh, really? Yeah. You were almost, um, you were almost Cinderella. Okay. Oh, Cinderella's more my play. 
Is Belle one of the options? No, it was Aurora. Oh, okay. All right, I'm Snow White. Uh, You're right. Snow White, yeah, yeah. Well, how do you take your coffee? Black. Oh, really? Mm-hmm, nothing. What's your Starbucks nothing. order? Americano with a little cream and two sugars. Okay, girl, you are classic. So at, at home, I like black coffee, but if I'm treating myself, I put a little cream and a sugar in it. But <laughs> awesome. All right, girl, let's finish up um, with a couple fun questions. If I were to look on your podcast app right now, what shows would I see in your queue? So many. Okay, of course, Small Queendom. But um, in addition to that, Oprah's Masterclass. I love this. I have three girls, so I love listening to Dr. Tim Jordan's Raising Daughters. Um, I have Stories podcast because my kids are always listening to stories. Oh, is that for kids? Yeah, it's in the kids and family section. It's usually at the top. It has a little dragon on it. Stories podcast. It's really good. Um, the Gold Digger. Uh, oh, yeah. The Struggle Well podcast. And the audio book, if we can go off podcast a little bit. Right now, my audio book is The Prosperous Coach. Oh, very good. It's got 80 chapters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 80 chapters? Yeah, I know. I was like, yeah, this is going to have to be an audio book. <laughs> All right, girl, what was the last thing you Amazon primed? A Sherpa pullover for the fall or for winter. Because Sherpa, you know, that like really soft material is so trendy right now. And we're doing it. We do affiliates through Catch the Snowmo. So I, I, I'm putting together my affiliate for the winter. Oh, that is so smart. I needed to ask you about that. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. So you're one of those people that buy your clothes on Amazon. Amazon and Target only for real. <laughs> Listen, I have recently found out that people buy a lot of their clothes on Amazon and furniture. And I was like, oh, my mind Everything. was blown. Mm-hmm. You should see our my blog on catchthesmoment.com because we do almost everything is, is off Amazon. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, you know, it's a good thing. All right, girl, last question. If you could go back in time to your younger self, younger self could be yesterday or it could be 20 years ago. Anytime. Yeah. What do you think you would need to tell her? Yeah, you know, I still, there's so much, gosh, right? It's like, it's probably the same thing I would tell myself now. Just keep figuring out what matters and then try to achieve, not the other way around. So understand foundationally what is good and moral and then figure out what you want to achieve. I was, like I said, an early bloomer in achieving, but late in understanding what was important. So I think I would just tell myself that. That's really good advice. Is there anything you would tell your future self? Yeah, uh, future self. Like, mm, you. this is me meditating about my future or um, yeah. mm-hmm. what I picture myself. So you wanted to serve one million mamas. You wanted to give them life-giving interviews and speakers and fill their day with hope and encouragement and drive. And you did it. Now keep serving. Don't stop. And then your kids will thank you for it. Oh, that is so That's what good. That is great. Now, listen, Danny, before we sign off, I want you to tell people where they can find you and what you have recently launched and have coming up. That's really exciting. Yeah. So you can find me at catchthismama.com. But recently we launched, uh, which is coming up May 17th through the 19th, 2019. Mark your calendars. Come to Iowa for the Bomb Mom Getaway. Um, It's going to be just this life-giving weekend for moms. If you're feeling like I'm 
at this crossroads? Is there more to changing diapers? I don't know what I want to be when I grow up, or I want just, I need to sleep for a weekend or have the space to, to think. This fun mom getaway is going to be an opportunity for you to unwind, connect with a hundred other moms. It's a boutique, boutique getaway. There's going to be some quality, great swag. Erin Lochner is one of the keynotes. Have you read her book, Chasing Slow? You need to read I've it. I've heard of it, but I've not read it. She's so going to be good. there? You should going to be the keynote. Yeah. One of the keynotes and a few other really good ones that haven't been announced yet, but we have a lineup of breakout sessions. Anyways, go to bombgetaway.com. And if you're curious to just look at it a little bit further. That is so great. And what's your socials on Instagram? Yeah. So everything is catch this mama, M-A-M-A. So you can find me on Facebook at catch this mama. You can find me on Instagram at catch this mama. If you want to join a free book club online, we have about 140 members. It's uh, catch this mama book club on Facebook. Thank you, Danny. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right. That's all I have for you this episode. Be sure to check out all the show notes for the links for Danny's Bomb Mom Getaway and her podcast, as well as a small queen of Etsy shop with the Enneagram mugs and the Adele signature fragrance. And I'm just going to leave you with an encouragement to stay strong and always be kind. All right. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.